what's going on everybody welcome to the work rate podcast this is our aew review i'm joined once again by brad hardcastle like feels like three times in three days yeah (laughs) there's too much going on there is too much going on there's too much going on so uh literally right after we finished recording our last podcast which was for all out which was the day after we like literally after we stopped it we found out that there were punches thrown by cm punk we knew there was a scuffle mm-hmm. or a potential scuffle like words of that like uh but we we found out that cm punk was throwing punches at uh at matt, matt. Jackson. we found out that uh ace steel who no one knew who he was two weeks ago. Well, you did, but no one else did. Yeah. Was, uh, was biting Kenny Omega, pulling his hair through a goddamn chair in Nick Jackson's eye. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? And like, since then, there's been all kinds of stuff. So the... So the Kenny and... The, the the everyone involved in this scrum or not the scrum in this little brouhaha has been suspended and that is just so that it just makes it easier to find out what happened nobody can get questioned no like it just uh it's just sort of a clean slate for them to investigate it like pat buck didn't get roped in with the young bucks uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was. That was a surprising one when I saw that he was suspended. Yeah, he he was there breaking it up. As mm-hmm. was uh, Brandon Cutler. As was Nakazawa. As was Brian. As was uh, Christopher Daniels. Um, they were all there trying to break it up. Um, I imagine Nakazawa was there throwing hands. You know, he's got the. <laughs> he's just there squirting uh, <laughs> squirting oil at people. Baby yeah. oil. Yeah, I imagine I like to think Brandon Keller was spraying people with cold spray. Yeah, just looking like goofy in the background. I know he's got to have it on tape. I know he's got to have a, a video of it. Yeah, so so we got some we got two reports, two big ones from from Fightful, from Sean Ross Sapp, and from Meltzer. They're sort of uh, tag teaming this shit. Yeah, because um, they have they both have different sources. But they are, they're confirming it with each other. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all lining up. So first we got the initial report was that the elite and, uh, the elite showed up at, uh, at CM Punk's, uh, dressing room heated. They wanted to talk to him. Um, they went, they got into the room, into his dressing room and CM Punk just started throwing hands. Um, the, there was a chair thrown. It hit Nick Jackson. Kenny Omega got bit by a steel and got his hair pulled. Just yeah. a whole fracas. Um, the initial word was that um, a steel's wife was in there with a broken leg and she was looking after Larry the dog. Um, then we got official, not official word, but we got word from Punk's side of the story from Punk's camp. And or people that are close to him that were defending him, which apparently is not many. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very few, and it's dwindling mm-hmm. as as time goes on. Um, 
Like I got in an argument with somebody to be like, well, yeah, of course there's going to be people with on the, on the middle ground. And literally Sean Ross Sapp said, you cannot find middle ground on this issue. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nobody that's the middle ground. If mm-hmm. they're middle ground, they're not talking. Yeah. Um, and he said, there's very few. He said, people have either been heavily against punk or like a, a very small people saying that, uh, the Bucks initiated it. But, um, yeah, so the, the CM Punk side, this came out from Fightful. They said that the Young Bucks showed up. They were, they were yelling. They were banging on the door. They, they kicked, kicked the door down. Yeah. They, they kicked the door down. Um, they came inside. CM Punk did, did throw hands first, but it was because he was fearing for his safety. Um, Ace Steel was fearing for the safety of, his wife and Larry the dog. That's why he threw the chair. That's why he uh, bit Kenny Omega. And I was like, I've been following the Bucks and the Elite for years. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, no. Yeah, that doesn't like sound that, right. That do- this, this doesn't track. I'm sorry. Um, of course, it's coming from Punk's camp because the initial report did not say that. They said that. Uh, Punk was the aggressor, and they said that the elite were upset, but not that they were smashing the door down or kicking it down. Um, Then yesterday, early in the day, I believe, or the day before, but I think it was yesterday early in the day, another report came out from... So we got Punk's report first. Mm -hmm. So like whoever's leaking all this information, Punk's side was talking first, probably like (laughs) trying to get ahead of this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently not many people are on his side and there's, they're saying that he either has to make serious amends or he's gone. Mm-hmm. Like an ace steel, fuck him. <laughs> like wild man out there. Yeah. But the, the story from the elite was for, from the elites people or people that agree with them was that they did come to the, come to come to CM Punk's, uh, dressing room. They came with, oh my God, I forget her name. Um, I forget her name too, but I know she's like high up in the company. She's the number two. Yeah. <laughs> she's Tony Khan's number one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the chief legal officer. They came with her. Yeah. You're not um, going to come with the legal officer. Like, they came with stuff. a legal officer. Uh, and I guess maybe one or two. I, and Christopher Daniels, who's head of HR. Mm-hmm. And Pat, Bucks, uh, uh, and Pat Buck, who's another coach who's mm-hmm. head of like they're all like all the people that they hired to help with the with backstage the uh, backstage stuff and to help with um, personnel. They brought two of those guys along with them because obviously they're upset with what Punk said. Mm-hmm. So um, they said that uh, they knocked on the door. Punk didn't answer or no, they said uh, Nick w- or Matt went in. Like he didn't break down the door. He went in the door mm-hmm. um, and CM Punk just started throwing hands at Matt right away. Um, Nick tried to break it up. That's when uh, a steel threw a chair at his head, uh, hit him in the eye. Um, they said Kenny Omega was not aggressive at all, was not trying to fight. He ran in there and the first thing he did was grab Larry the dog and get Larry out of there because I guess he was scared, barking, going crazy. Because obviously, if there's chairs flying around, people yeah. are throwing. That's a hands. little dog, man. He's gonna be scared. 
<laughs> That's a little Affen Pincer dog. Mm-hmm. I was going to buy one of those at one point. They're they're ugly little things, but they're cute. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like so ugly. They're cute kind of yeah, thing. Larry Larry's a very cute dog. Yeah. So uh, Kenny Omega, who we know is a dog lover, we know has dogs. He's got. We we know he's a very kind-hearted person. The report mm-hmm. is he goes in there, grabs Larry, brings him out, get gives him to the legal officer outside, to the chief uh, legal officer, then runs back in to pull Punk off of uh, Matt or Nick or whatever. At the, goes in to pull to pull Punk off. Ace Steel then grabs Kenny, pulls his hair and starts biting him, thinking that he's trying to, or. Or that, and that's how it. That's it. And then they said that um, it was Punk's camp that was uh, yelling about legal action, about suing. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's uh, the funniest. That that's a yeah, meme no. with CM yep. Punk at this point is trying to sue people for yeah. legal action. That's uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then today. Another report came out and people in Punk's camp and Punk's supporters are now kind of like walking it back a bit and be like, well, I guess the elite weren't really kicking the door down because I guess that's a we should have been clear about that. That's more of an expression. They're maybe banging on the door or maybe tried to shoulder it open, like maybe just use their shoulders to get in (laughs) and then. uh Kenny Omega did grab the dog, but then Ace, when when he came back and and the chief legal counsel was there, they didn't say that the first time. Mm-hmm. They did not. They chose to leave that out because that doesn't add up with their story. Why would the elite go in there throwing hands and being aggressive if they're going to bring? There's only two people in the company that are, that's their boss. Yeah, <laughs> it's those two people are their only yeah. they're their only bosses here, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Um, so they said, like, well, Ace Steel did attack Kenny because that's because he thought he was attacking Punk. But we've heard that Kenny gave the dog and then tried to pull Punk off of Matt because he was pummeling him. Um, yeah, this this doesn't add up, boys. I'm sorry. Yeah. What my personal opinion, and obviously this is speculative, just from hearing these three versions now, is that. They probably showed up, uh, knocked on the door. Um, oh, yeah, and Punk said that uh, he was in there either getting treatment or had just received treatment and didn't want to see them. So I guess they rolled in with HR, knocked on the door. They said no, in the, and then they're probably like, you know what, we're the boss, we're coming in. Mm-hmm. And maybe they blocked the door from being closed and they, and they just walked in. Yeah, maybe that's what they call barging in. Maybe that's what they call breaking down the door, because Punk probably tried to close the door on them or something. It was like, no, 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 you're not coming in. They're like, ah, you know what we are, because because <laughs> well, we're the had, boss. <laughs> he had said, if you got a problem with me, come and find me, and that's exactly yeah, and they what did. they did. <laughs> and they came with the team. Mm-hmm. They weren't coming to fight. They weren't coming with the chief legal counsel for a fight. So you can't claim. The, like people were claiming, like, oh, of course, CM Punk was uh, was scared for his life. What scared for his life? Because Chief Legal Counsel is there mm-hmm. and head of HR. Yeah, like head of HR is not there to throw hands, guys. And I know it's a meme that CM Punk got beat up in UFC, but he is a legit trained fighter. And 
I don't think the Bucks or Kenny are. So no, like, I don't know, know why no. they don't have a history of this. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm waiting for that guy from Body Slam. This is something he does. I'm a little annoyed if he's listening to this, which he's not. Um, he always says he teases that he has something. We're like, oh, I have, I have the story. I think I'll drop it. I think I'm gonna release it. And then it's like fucking three days later, he'll say he's gonna release it that night. And then three days later, it's like, okay, I guess he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. But he said he wanted to report on another fight backstage at AEW that happened uh, earlier, like wow. maybe not this weekend. And I just based off of what we're hearing, <laughs> it might have been Bobby Fish. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just based off of how angry Bobby Fish has been. Yeah, I Punk. wonder if that's the reason why Bobby Fish didn't want to resign was because it could be. Um, there was there was another report today that uh, Bobby Fish they they did try and resign him. They weren't mm-hmm. just letting him go. They tried to resign him. He wanted too much money, and they mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well that's too much, and that yeah. makes sense. He's forty five and he's injury prone. Yeah. Like, if you're going to keep one of the injury-prone guys, at least it's fucking Kyle O'Reilly. I'm sorry, yeah. like, no disrespect, but you're 45 years old. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then there was, like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, there's a, uh, I don't even know who reported it first, but Thunder Rosa gave her notice, and then, like, she didn't. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, just... no, it's it's Brad Shepard and Ringside News. Mm-hmm. Tweedledum and Tweedledummer. Yeah. I saw a thing, it's funny. Um, they reported that, and it's... Uh, Thunder Rosa's husband commented, like, where do you guys come up with this shit? This did not happen. And then somebody commented, oh, like, you know? And he's like, I'm literally her husband. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, if you hear me drinking coffee, it's because I'm drinking coffee. Nice. I am so tired. This is, is like, the wake of fucking, um, of Mm pay-per-view. Of pay-per-view weekend. I am just... I couldn't go to bed until like three in the morning, three thirty in the morning, four that night. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was buzzing. I was on Twitter, man. Yeah. Sean Ross Slap hasn't, Sean Ross Slap ain't sleeping. I ain't sleeping. <laughs> I'm reading his shit. Um, yeah. I was just sitting there hitting F5 on Twitter, man, all night <laughs> and into the morning. Um, yeah. And also Frigg, uh, Friday or whatever it was, I guess Thursday, technically Friday last week, the Lord of the Rings dropped. Mm-hmm. So I watched two hours of that. I still have yet to watch that. I'm so behind on everything. I haven't watched the latest Game of Thrones episode, She-Hulk. I'm so behind. Game of Thrones is good. I like mm-hmm. it. I'm one and a half episodes through. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk is good. I'm like one and a third through. Here's the thing. It's like I start something and then I got to leave for whatever yeah. reason to go do something. Um, I'm really like a She-Hulk. I just haven't watched this week's episode. Oh, She-Hulk's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord of the Rings one, I'm so happy because that is my favorite franchise mm-hmm. of all time is uh, is Lord of the Rings. Just like overall, that's my thing. And uh, I haven't had it for a long time mm-hmm. because uh, they, they tried to bring it back with The Hobbit and it was bad. And it, it was, oh, God, it's Hobbit almost, so it's bad. worse. I would rather you just not do it <laughs> I'd rather you just not even try <laughs> than to uh, than to taint what you've already made. And the sad thing is they knew when they were doing it, like Peter Jackson afterwards was like, yeah, we weren't prepared for that. Like we were 
contractually obligated to do this. I didn't know what I was doing. He spent like fucking 10 years preparing for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then they're just like, here, do three movies off this small children's book. What? <laughs> yeah, no, it's the ones that he didn't stretch out, he probably should have. And then the one that didn't need stretched out, he did stretch out. <laughs> or, yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't his idea, but. that No, it was the studio. So that was the, mm-hmm. fuck it, I blame that shit on Harry Potter. Was the first, oh yeah, uh, movie that did that, and then Hunger Games, and then Twilight everything just it. started doing that stretching. Yeah. Like ironically, too too much butter stretch uh, uh, stretched over, or too little butter uh, spread over too much bread is mm-hmm. literally a line from the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, so first episode, good, like good to great. Mm-hmm. Second episode, fantastic. Okay. I need to get caught up on it because the new it, one drops tomorrow, right? It does. It's on and Friday. And Cobra Kai starts like, tomorrow. Today? Tomorrow? I thought, it was to, I thought it was today. It is tomorrow, which is weird. That feels like a shadow drop. Yeah. Like, they're not talking about it. That's their second biggest show behind Stranger Things. No wonder Netflix is in the fucking it, toilet. Yeah. And then the, I saw on Disney Plus, the Thor's on there now. And, it uh, is. just dropped Pinocchio. It's too which much. Which apparently is terrible. I'm sure it is. But. Which, that, that was actually literally the only one of those movies I wanted to watch. Is like, Pinocchio's kind of fucked up. I want to see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the reviews. It's like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's real bad. Well, there's the new, um, uh, like, was it Liza Puppy game coming out? It was like Pinocchio Bloodborne. That seems cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw something that maybe... Guillermo del Toro's doing a Pinocchio he's do, thing. He's doing a Pinocchio thing too for Netflix. This is a uh, like stop start claymation style. Sweet. It's going to be fucked up. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to this. Yeah. All right. So, after all that stuff, so yesterday the um we got word that uh AEW is going to have a Zoom call with Punk and Ace Steel, and people were saying online that this was to discuss possible exit. Mm-hmm. So we know that he also got hurt in the match. We actually saw him <laughs> uh, clutching his tricep mm-hmm. in that Which, match. If like, none of this happened, that would be so just like piss me off too. Oh yeah, it would, it would be horrible. The title again, and got hurt. <laughs> Not anymore. Now he can go fuck himself. Yeah. Um, but now, uh, so yeah, but we saw him uh, clutching his elbow a lot during the match, and they said, oh, I think Punk might have hurt himself. That was, uh, I, I saw it, and I was just <laughs> like, ooh, I think Punk hurt himself, and then they didn't talk about it again until later. But apparently he's out six to eight months. And yeah. and I guess um, Christian has the exact same injury. Pretty much. That's why their match was so short, and he, yeah. he's out for six to eight months too, which sucks, because that storyline is so good. Yes. That does suck, um, but maybe he can like still show up and just have. Oh yeah, I'm sure he he can he can come and he can talk. Yeah, just have um, Luchasaurus be his the body. Oh yeah, he can be he can be Luchasaurus's talker. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Luchasaurus can't just rawr. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do a feud with rawr. I mean, you can. We saw Kane, but whatever. Yeah. Um, well, no, he had Paul Bear though. So true. Uh, yeah, that sucks that Christian's hurt. CM Punk, I because there was those rumors that he was going to get let go, but he didn't. I wonder if Tony Khan will keep him on payroll just for his recovery. So that way well, he doesn't seem what, like an asshole. 
What I mean, they're saying is that the investigation is still undergoing and it's a legal matter. Mm-hmm. So right now they can't. They're not going to say anything right now. Yeah. Um, this is uh, like, and Sean Ross said, Sap said this, and I, I agree. We're probably not ever going to know the story of what happened here. However, we'll know who was telling more of the truth when whoever shows back up shows back up. Yeah. And I am, I would put money on it being the elite showing back up. Um, hopefully before they come to Toronto, because I would be fucking pissed if I don't get to see Kenny Omega in Toronto. Oh, they're going to want Kenny on the Kenny I know. Show. <laughs> but this is hurry up TikTok. <laughs> that's next month. Yeah, because um, Christians hurt too. That's like two of their most high profile Canadians not on the show. Yeah, that'd be bad. Mm-hmm. That'd be terrible. I have to watch Chris Jericho, and I mean, oh, I all respect to Chris Jericho for what he's done with this locker room. Right now, he's been amazing. Yeah, he's been I... like full credit to like his politics aside like there's something about chris jericho no matter what no matter his politics he will work with anybody he will put over anybody he Mm -hmm. will rally around a locker room he's the glue that's holding this together right now yeah so i guess there was a professional he's a professional i I guess there's some big meeting with jericho uh, Mox and Danielson. Yes. Like, so uh, after the Zoom meeting, they had another meeting about half an hour later, which was all hands on deck. All the uh, their second one in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, and it was uh, it was Danielson, Mox, and Jericho all spoke, and people were joking that uh, Jericho comes out. He's just like, "We need to stick together. We need to be professionals. Um, you gotta have you, you gotta have the." your boy's back and your lady's back like come on let's go there we can do this mox comes out and she's like stop being fucking babies <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then danielson comes out and he's like so people who like tree sperm you sign this piece of paper <laughs> people who like <laughs> um yeah so uh well whatever they said, the meeting seemed to work because last night's yeah, episode was last awesome. episode was great so the episode starts and we get Tony Khan up on the screen and he's getting booed. I wonder if he gets booed because he didn't come out. I don't, I feel like he got booed because people aren't happy with how he handled the press. That's true. Yeah. Scrum. He -hmm. did not tell CM Punk to stop. He just sat there like a little, like a little baby and took Mm -hmm. it. And had he not um, settled punk down, this probably doesn't happen. Yeah. So this is on him. Mm-hmm. He, the buck stops with him. You're at the very top. The buck stops with you. Yep. And then very the true. bucks got stopped. And <laughs> then Pat Buck got stopped. Yeah. And <laughs> Too many bucks. Too many bucks. <laughs> they all got stopped. They mm-hmm. all got stomped. Um, yes, but he says that not only does the world title get, stri- get uh, stripped, which was predictable, but the trio's title got stripped, and that was a huge surprise to me, but also giant balls on his part. Because mm-hmm. he stripped both of his, all his boys of their, uh, of their titles. Yeah. And it was not interim. Um, that president is not taking, is not in, interfering with this at all. Can you imagine because, if they did interim for the trio's titles already? <laughs> yeah, he says, we're, 
we're getting trios titles new champions tonight between the the match that was already scheduled between uh death triangle and best friends which got huge cheers and when they said that they stripped the titles there were cheers as well which was interesting because mm-hmm. he said uh the aw title and the trios title and there were cheers i was like you're cheering for the elite to lose their title i was sad yeah maybe uh because i i see one complaint from people online is they're tired of the interim stuff so maybe people are just excited that yeah. i'm doing interim yeah maybe that could be it and then uh they said they're holding a grand slam tournament of champions which is gonna run through until uh arthur ash grand slam and it's the that championship match will the last bracket will take place there and the first match of this, I didn't even know because I was just I was whirling. I was trying. I was reading Twitter. I was, mm-hmm. This is why I had to rewatch the first hour of the show today, because I was like, I don't fucking remember what happened because my I was just trying to read Twitter while watching it at the same time to see what the reaction was to this. And generally, people seem positive on it. Yeah, um, maybe like. I saw a lot of people and I kind of agree, like maybe you could have put some fresh blood in that tournament. Maybe a, an Eddie Kingston. Maybe I saw a bunch of people. Will Hobbs. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Hobbs. Uh, Miro would have been good in it, but they did say former champs, but I yeah. guess Miro is a former champ. So he would have worked. <laughs> he he would have worked. So would a uh, fucking Archer would work technically as well. Yeah. Not that I want Archer in there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the bracket looks good. I'm happy but maybe with they it. don't want those people to win, and they don't want them to lose in a tournament. So they're like, no, but that's the thing that you have to take into account because you mm-hmm. know some people will be like, oh, they're burying Miro. Oh, they're burying this person. Yeah. Oh, Orange Cassidy should have gone all the way to the end because they owe Orange Cassidy as if fucking wrestlers don't understand that they have to lose. Yeah. Um, and Orange yeah. Cassidy could probably lose every week and still be. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking one of the most. Uh, he doesn't. Ha- he doesn't need a belt to be over. Yeah, I was gonna and say he'd be one the of the longer, most over people. The longer you delay him getting a championship, getting a belt, the bigger the pop will be when he gets it. So mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. He's gonna get a belt eventually. Yeah. And people will pop huge. He probably won't have it for very long though. Yeah. So, so next we have uh, we have MJF coming out. And he is in full Bills gear. He's wearing Josh Allen's jersey, who's their quarterback. He comes out. He's playing to the crowd. He's basically, it's basically CM Punk. He he's, definitely was doing CM Punk when he came back because he like went up to the crowd and did the like the Jesus pose. And yeah, he's jumping into the crowd. <laughs> he was uh, is really funny. He had the CM Punk playbook going. He's playing fake face. Um, he gets in the ring. He says, the devil is back. They're chanting MJF, MJF. They're eating out of the palm of his hands. He got he, these uh, dude fuckers to chant AEW. During his promo. I know, it was amazing. <laughs> um, he apologizes for all the insults that he gave the fans and to AEW. He says, I know I was really rude. I didn't mean it. I was upset. I'm sorry. He's like, I don't, I don't want to leave AEW. I love AEW. And then he has them chanting AEW, which is... Funny. I really think this was a dig at Punk. I, I 100% think it was. I think it is, too. Um, then uh, he says, well, except for you, ma'am, 
He's like, no, he says, I want to talk about the, the big stinky elephant in the room. And it's not that woman there. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Give me a call later. <laughs> um, Which is what Punk did. Was it last week or the week before? Yep. Yeah, what he made. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Then he puts himself over Moses, which was funny. He's yeah. saying, he's saying that there is a great Jewish man with the first name M, and it's not Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, because I'm MJF, and I'm better than you. And the crowd's like, and you know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I hear there's a. A tournament that's happening. I'm not taking place in it because I don't have to. Because Tony Khan it, has given me this chip that I can cash in whenever I want, and I'm being paid millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I like that they're going to do the chip like the Money in the Bank briefcase. So yeah, it seems so, like it's going to be Money in the Bank. Yeah, so even like after the Arthur Ashe, like whoever goes to the finals, they have a grueling match. Jeff could just come down and cash it in. Yeah, I would I would love like I would love for him to rush down there, crack a guy in the head with that chip and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Arthur Ashe, the New York guy in New York. They crowd would pop. Mm-hmm. Um and that's something where like Mox could win and then MJF could crack him with the chip and people wouldn't be mad because I don't think they really want to see Mox win again mm-hmm. right now. Um, and what that would do, because because let's let's talk about this. Uh, Mox comes out, and he he basically he calls MJF's bluff. Yeah. He says the uh, he says he basically he walks in. And he's like, "You're full of shit." Yeah. Well, first <laughs> like, he says, "I'm not supposed to be here today," or something like that. Yeah, like, he's, he's like, like, "I'm supposed to be." Jericho was supposed to be off. <laughs> he's like, "It's like I'm not I'm not supposed to be here today." He's like, he says, "Cut the crap." And MJF says, "What you?" You don't think I'm being honest? You think that uh, you think that I'm not being honest with these stupid, fat, lazy fans? <laughs> and just the mask falls. Yeah, and it's amazing. And he goes pure rage-filled punk in the at the fucking presser. He's ripping into the fans. He's ripping into the company. He said, you think like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm here to get that title. So it's just a bargaining chip for the, for the bidding war of 2024. Maybe I go to, to hang out with my best friend, the roller coaster, Cody Rhodes. Maybe, uh, maybe I go to hang out with triple H and hang out with him as he says, it's best for business. <laughs> and then he says, and then I'll hang out with the best con in wrestling, Nick Goddamn Con. Yeah. And the crowd is going crazy. Um, and Mox just, he grabs the mic and he looks pissed off. He does not want to be there. And he just says, this is not the place. This is not the time. Get lost. <laughs> As in, like, he's not happy with what happened on the weekend. Not just his match, but like, there's undertones there. Yeah, like yeah. he looks pissed off. Um, and I'd be too, man, if fuckers ruin my PTO. Absolutely. <laughs> and he, uh, uh, MJF rips off his shirt. He's ripped now. He looks huge. Yeah, he looks, he's a, he's you can tell he's been working out. Huge. Yeah. As we said on. with fucking Kenny coming back, they just work out. They mm-hmm. always say that you got to come back bigger, you got to yeah. come back in better shape. And he has. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then MJF squares up to him. Mox just stands there slouching. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking touching you. Yeah. Leave, <laughs> leave my ring pissant. Mm-hmm. And he does. He storms off, and Mox says, your ring music sucks, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> As he leaves, then Mox says, like, how how pissed he is, how embarrassed. And there's undertones there, but he says, I'm pissed that I lost. Um, He says, not about the belt. You can fucking buy those anywhere, but about just like losing the championship because the championship represents something. It represents the passion for the sport, for the business, for the boys and girls in the back. It represents the dream, the vision that we all had when we started this company, what wrestling can be. And then it's like, and again, this is very pointed because the other people who were doing that was Kenny, was the Bucks, was Hangman, was all the people that Punk was trashing, saying that they did not do shit, that mm-hmm. they haven't accomplished it. They created the company you're wrestling in, you fucker. Yeah. Like, this company, you would not be wrestling if it wasn't for them. Yeah. Of course they've done it. They've sold out the Tokyo Dome. They've sold out MSG. Mm-hmm. You, so like this, like there's undertones here, and you can tell that Punk seems kind of pissed off at this. Like mm-hmm. we went out there and had a fantastic fucking match. I put you over, and then um, you're gonna pull some shit like that. Yeah, and then you're gonna do this. It makes me look stupid. It makes us all look stupid. You're you're jeopardizing this, and he's basically saying, "I'm not gonna let anything jeopardize this. This is I'm here, ride or die for this company, for what we represent." Um, he, and then he says, the, but this tournament, this is going to be a hard hill to, to climb. We've got Danielson and Jericho hall of famers, um, without a doubt, the, the best, the, the fucking one of the greatest of all time and Jericho, the goat and the greatest technical wrestler of all time in Danielson, mm-hmm. got hangman, Sammy and Darby. I can't hang with them athletically. They would run me out of the building. Um, he says, essentially, I need to take that last shot at the, at the buzzer. It's time to become a legend. I was like, "Holy fuck, this man!" I know. I because I was like, I was joking before. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna make him a three time champ." But then after his promo, I was like, "No, they should make him a three time champ." <laughs> well, this is his... where like having him do all this, be the hero, the guy to uh, sort of like take back what Punk kind of sullied because he mm-hmm. treated that championship like shit. He didn't talk yeah. about it once. He just put it on the table and said, the people who created this championship suck a dick. Yeah, he talked more about the, the, the cupcake he was eating than he did the championship. <laughs> and uh, so I see Mock's going to put some shine on it, and then I want MJF to walk out there and fucking dome him with that, with that chip and win. Or have it be Danielson. Like, that would be a fucking blow if Danielson finally gets that championship and then he just fucking domes him with the chip. Mm-hmm. good shit I cannot wait mm-hmm. I want that to happen because MJF should win M- MJF should get that uh, chip in Arthur Ashe mm-hmm. in my opinion I don't think you should wait until it shouldn't just be like I'm claiming a title shot at the pay-per-view because then what's the fucking point it's just yeah for sure I agree with you okay so so exciting I loved it this was an all-timer moment here yeah this is real good then we got Death Triangle versus Best Friends in this trios match. This is a wild fucking match. They were fucking beating the shit out of each other. 
Yeah. I, I, I bet all these guys are really good friends in the back for how they're beating each other up in this match. Yeah, the, there's some trust there. There's some mm-hmm. trust. Um, yeah, Except they, for maybe Pac. I don't know who Pac's actually friends with. I, I, believe, I, don't know I, I believe his bastard gimmick. Like, I don't, through, yeah, I don't know if he has friends. <laughs> he probably does. No, I'm he, sure he's actually nice backstage, but he's, he's actually, very believable as a bastard guy. I know he is because I saw him before the cruiser king of the cruiserweight gimmick uh-huh. on uh up up down down oh okay and he was that a makes... very pleasant man yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he seemed like a very pleasant man mm-hmm. um he's just good at his job he's great mm-hmm. at his job um yeah absolutely wild match they fucking they tore it down there was a triple canadian destroyer in this yeah um, that was awesome. <laughs> this, this is one of those types of matches that it's hard to recap oh, because there's just so much can. going on. You yeah. can Like, I watched it twice, and I was like, oh, fuck. They just did all the moves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dan Housen uh, cursed Alex Abrahantes and then punched him in the wiener. Which is amazing. <laughs> and then he got booted in the face by Pac, which is mm-hmm. also amazing. I love Pac wrestling comedy wrestlers. That it's is so, so good. Yeah. It's really good. He just good. fucking kills them, too. Yeah. He just murders them. And I love that this team versus Orange Cassidy has been happening for three years. Yeah. <laughs> They've yeah. hated him for three years. Mm-hmm. And they well, just... it makes sense because even at the pay-per-view on the, the, the zero hour, when Orange Cassidy came out to challenge him, Pac was like, nah, it just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Yeah. I've faced you too many times. He was in that triple threat with him against mm-hmm. Kenny with Kenny, too. Yeah, and then they had that one singles match on pay-per-view where it was like the first time Orange Cassidy really showed what he could do. Yeah, yeah he had a he had a little mini feud against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was that's one of the greatest uh, AW matches of all time. Yeah, just because of the element of surprise there. Like, what is Orange Cassidy gonna do? And mm-hmm. it's and people didn't think he could go, no matter yeah. what people said about yeah he can go. Yeah, like he he was in Chicago, guys. Yeah, they, they, I like the, the, yeah, I was going to say, I like the best friends. They've been using the Ant Hill finishing move as mm-hmm. their finisher in the, in the trios tournament. Yeah, no, they they fucking came to play in this one. They, mm-hmm. I don't know, fucking Trent and fucking Chuck is a stiff wrestler, dude. He is. He's stiff as fuck. And it's funny because he's the goofiest looking man on the roster. Mm-hmm. The friendliest looking man on the roster. Like the guy that you think would just like share a sweater with you for fucking yeah. chuckles. Take you to get some It'll just <laughs> drop you on your fucking dome. And yeah. then I love his face. I love the awful waffle. It's brutal. It mm-hmm. it is it's up there with uh with the fucking Gonzo bomb. It's the mm-hmm. most terrifying wrestling move I've ever seen. Yeah. Burning Hammer is also brutal. Burning Hammer is uh the uh cop killer that uh, homicide does is, is pretty nuts too. Yes. Yeah those uh those look bad. Mm-hmm. Those look bad. At least some people have done some safe-looking cop killers. Yeah. Cody, for example. Yeah, Cody's like they would be so high up on his back that <laughs> you could tell yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't yeah. stick it up like Homicide was. Lots of people wanted best friends to win this, and I get that because they haven't won anything. And yeah, that's that's. I I was going for both teams, but I was like, ah, best friends haven't won anything. This would be a good moment for them, but man, if I don't love Death Triangle. <laughs> yeah, Death Triangle's great. And I think what they were trying to do was put it on a team that is, and this is what the Elite was, 
like a very very high level team that can have bangers with absolutely everybody mm-hmm. For and, sure. it'll, and it'll be a uh they can sort of run the gamut and do the high work rate the, and not that the best friends can't do that but i feel like uh death triangle's more equipped and mm-hmm. they're maybe higher up in the roster. Oh, like, for sure. They feel like more of a big deal. For sure. Um, and and Pinta is like the coolest looking dude ever. So mm-hmm. you want him with the belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too bad. If Malachi Black was still on the roster, I would say House of Black would have been the perfect team to have it as well. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. It is what it is. All the best to Malachi Black. Yes, I hope he gets... Apparently, it's, hope he... it's conditional release is what he was given. Mm-hmm. So... Essentially, I guess if he comes back within, a, I imagine it's if he comes back within a certain amount of time, he can't go to WWE. He's got to yeah. come back to AEW, which like, is which is fine. I hope, or so. maybe they have like right of first refusal kind of thing. Yeah, like, I just want him to get the help he needs or take oh, the time yeah, off he sure. needs because I love him and yeah, I just like, want him to be happy. If he comes back, I guess they have first crack at signing him kind of thing. <laughs> that sort of deal. But yeah. yeah, it sounds like it's uh, Sean Rossap again said that uh, it's personal and they're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. I guess like some people probably know, but he's like, he's like, no one's asking, no one's talking. Like everyone knows it's personal and they're not prying. Yeah. So that's good. Um, Cher Delaware, who's one of uh, Sean Rossap's friends, uh, called Pac with the two belts, Tupac. Tupac, yeah, I saw that. Which was amazing. She's also responsible for why I imagine Hangman and FTR and stuff weren't in that brawl because she gave <laughs> FTR a big bottle of Jack and they're all at the hotel party and after the show. So <laughs> that's why hey, I imagine. Thank God FTR wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not want Hangman or FTR to be there because that would be a whole fucking thing. I, I imagine. Because they're cool with punk. I wouldn't want them to get involved. And I, wouldn't I doubt want they Hangman would to like to fight. The young bunch no, of stuff, but to break it up and mm-hmm. just to create animosity within, I don't know. You don't want people taking sides. Yeah, within within a fight like that. Yeah. So I just gotta remove this thing from behind my back. But yeah, okay. Tupac. I called him Tupac. Uh, Pac's got two belts now, so which is awesome. Yeah, he looks awesome. He looks badass. Yeah. Um, I do love that they're not really defending that whatever that belt is the north atlantic or yeah the north atlantic belt like they're kind of saving it either for for traveling purposes to go and defend across the globe mm-hmm. and then to defend it on pay-per-views you don't have yeah. to defend it on the show unless mm-hmm. maybe somebody comes in as a visitor i was gonna but, say it could be like the visitors championship like people yeah come from New like Japan i think or... that's cool because then that person could then take it to their company mm-hmm. i like that and I think somebody should do that at some point, should win it. Somebody from New Japan should win it and then take it to New Japan. Yeah, that'd be dope. And then defend it there for a while. And then mm-hmm. somebody from AEW has to go back to win it back. That'd be cool. That'd but be on cool. their soil. I think that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. That'd be fucking awesome. That'd be so cool. Give me Kenta. Have Kenta take it. And then mm-hmm. and then go to New Japan and be like, come and get it. Love that shit. What I also love, Tony Storm. That's someone I love. Yes. She faced Penelope Ford. Put her on TV soon after she won the title. <laughs> yeah, put her in the first hour the, again. 
Yeah, I remember when Thunder Rosa won it, they didn't put her on TV the week after, which is weird. But <laughs> they didn't do that shit with how long did she, was Hikaru Shida the champion and wasn't having any matches? That's true. That's very yeah. true. They were they were putting her in the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like fuck. Um but yeah, so Tony Storm was facing Penelope Ford. Welcome back, Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. She was accompanied by uh by Kip Sabian wearing the box, which I love. And he didn't stand at ringside. Did you notice he went back into the crowd while she wrestled? Did he? That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You were I... right. The comparison to Al Snow was great. Yeah. The way he was talking to it and stuff, I was like, that's totally... Yeah, this, that's, me, that's fun. It's a fun gimmick. <laughs> it's a fun gimmick. It really is like a Batman villain. There's a lot of Batman villain stuff and like Ninja Turtle villain stuff in AEW, and I appreciate it. It's very Corporate comic synergy. book. Corporate it's very comic book. WB. Yes, synergy. Hopefully they won't get canceled. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, I think they had a pretty good rating last night. I didn't see it. Oh no, I didn't mean AEW. I meant uh, canceled like all the fucking animated DC. Oh yeah, 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 stuff. That's true. That's true. No, they won't. They won't get canceled. They're like their most successful show. <laughs> they can't cancel them. Yeah, like you wouldn't think. But yeah, no. I mean, they're on all of their advertising. So <laughs> yeah, I, and they have them. They had them do like a House of Dragons tie-in, Shark Week tie-in. They, yeah, they, they uh, they're tying all their big brands to AEW. Mm-hmm. That that tells you something. They're not. It's not the other way around. It's not like you have a uh, fucking somebody on one of the other shows from AEW. It's the other shows are attaching to AEW because it has the most viewers. Yeah. Okay, so Tony Storm had a great match with Penelope Ford. It wasn't that long, but uh, Penelope Ford looked good, like really good. Um, like, and that happens a lot with her. She shows up, she has a really good match. And you're like, oh, this is great, and then you don't see her again for a while. But I hope we do, especially that she's with Kip because mm-hmm. Kip looks like he's kind of back. Yeah. So I would say we're probably going to see them more often on Rampage. That would be good. Maybe a second women's match. Who knows? Um, That's what they should do. Well, because they've they've proven now with uh, with the ratings in the quarters for three weeks in a row or four weeks in a row, they have had women in the first hour Mm -hmm. and they've done a million each week. Yeah, that's happened. So like uh, that dip that was happening in the women's spot. When they moved them to the first hour, the dip stayed there. Yeah, it's just the dip didn't late, move to the first. Just hour. late, late in the show, you know. Yeah, it's a, for whatever reason. Uh, it's like people can watch an hour of something before they skip off to do something else. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just fucking. It, it's attention spans. Yeah, is what it is. They need to have the entire show on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, if they look and they're like, okay, well. The women are still drawing ratings in the first hour, and whoever we put in the second hour in that spot tanks. Why don't you do woman in the first hour? Woman's maybe still in your fucking death slot, whatever, but you still have two. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Maybe. What do you think? I think yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, this match was good. Tony was good. She's not doing her fucking uh, pile driver anymore. The Storm Zero? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, there's two times when she's just done like a DDT or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she did. Uh, she did a DDT counter uh, instead of the Northern Light Suplex, which was cool. It was a very mm-hmm. cool counter. Is this the fucking 
like pendulum DDT, which I think she's done before. So it's like, okay, it's like she has multiple finishers, which I appreciate. But yeah. the, her finishers just are kind of just moves, which I like. It's a she little can get bit, you from anywhere. Yeah, it's a little bit like Brian, like uh, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, where like, like the. <laughs> There's a tweet I always loved from Seahawk where he says, I love that Brian Danielson will just finish you a different way every time. It'll be like, this week, I'll squeeze your knee until the juice comes out. And <laughs> that will be the finish. Yeah. Well, you remember his, like, first couple months in the company, like, he won it every match he had a different way. Well, yeah, and it, it then uh, informed all his other matches, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like he showed you all these different ways he could finish somebody. And then when he had like the big match with Hangman, he tried all those moves and Hangman was able to get out of each one. Like mm-hmm. it was it was cool. It added it was very good story build, very forward thinking. He was playing for each other. He was, he was playing like four matches ahead. Yeah. Okay. Now we have we're gonna get Fucking 2.0 versus Hook and Action Bronson <laughs> yeah. at in Arthur Queens. Ashe. Yeah. This is amazing. In Queens, Flushing Meadows, the home of Action Bronson. He's a Queens boy, born and bred. And he can throw a fucking lariat. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen him fold his fans at his shows. Uh, Google, like Google Action Bronson beating up fans. That's what he does. If they run on his stage... He just like suplexes them <laughs> on their dome or like hits them with like a fucking burning hammer or like, like just folds them with a lariat. It's brutal. Like he crowd kills them. Like mm-hmm. it's a hardcore show. Like That's he just awesome. fucking domes them and he's gotten in shape. Like he looks like a big heavy set guy. He was a lot bigger. Yeah. And he's been training ever since. I think Taz has been training him, right? Well, that's the thing. He's been training for this. He's mm-hmm. been training ever since uh, Hook got his music. Yeah. Like, this was the plan the whole time. And I knew it as soon as he started working out, because I knew he was a wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's going to he's gonna get involved. And when I saw him in the crowd imme- at the pay-per-view, immediately I knew he was going to get involved. I was like, 2.0 is going to attack after the bell, and Bronson's going to come in. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I love it. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It'll be great. He looks like fucking uh, that dude from uh, from WWE in Gable's group. Otis? Yeah, he looks like Otis. Yeah. He's, he's built like Otis. Yeah, he is. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. No, it'll be really good. Really good. I think I lost Brad for a bit. I think he went. Oh, not here. I've oh, no, he's there. On. He's there. He I was turning my lamp on. It's getting dark, so I turned the lamp yeah, on. Yeah, no worries. No worries. <laughs> I thought you thought you might have gone to take a tinkle or something. No, I would have said something. But um, uh, no, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I hope he wrapped. I'm sure he'll wrap them. Like I think he'll rings. probably wrap them to the ring, which would be dope. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. Like, lots of, lots of people were complaining about how Action Bronson didn't wrap Hook to the ring. Like you have Action Bronson in the fucking arena and he's not wrapping him to the ring. And that's because they're thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. He's going to wrap them to the ring in New York. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be insane. Insane. And speaking of rap, 
we didn't get that from Max Caster. Oh my gosh! But oh. so brilliant. It so was. It smart. was amazing. But what it what is because he, he tweeted out like, uh, "Look what I got tonight." It was a live mic. Yeah. So he comes out. Listen, listen, and then Swerve's music hits, and <laughs> Swerve comes out, and he's he's said, "You guys really here to hear more corny raps from this dude?" Um, he's like, "I I've got a joke." Uh, acclaimed winning the tag team titles and the crowds are fucking booing them the boo they're giving them the fuck you chant they're giving them the shut the fuck up and I'm like man this is swerve this was the guy that you were swerve's house two yeah. weeks ago like one of the most over people with the command of the audience in the company and oh he's and gonna it's be amazing and fucking uh, Keith Lee wasn't there, which I liked because it reminded me of uh, Sting and Lex Luger back in the day. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite odd couple tag teams. Sting it was Luger. so good. That was one of the best parts of early WCW mm-hmm. when they were doing we're the like, intro. Yeah, when they were walking down the ring and Sting would be high-fiving and Lex Luger would be talking shit to the fans and Sting would turn around and Lex Luger would start high-fiving all of them. It's so fucking funny. And God, uh, so I think good. it was one of that was one of the stories with one of the war games matches, mm-hmm. which was uh, can we really trust Lex Luger? What whose side is he on? Kind of thing. And yeah. yeah, it was good. It was really really good. Um, you look back and you watch that shit now, and it's corny as hell. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't really hold up the old WCW stuff, but it's good to be nostalgic for it. But yeah, this is that's what I thought of with this. We got um, Keith Lee Daddy. tweeted out like, "I just went to the bathroom or something," like saying that. <laughs> that's why, and then Swerve ran off. <laughs> we got we got Daddy ass saying, uh, "Swerve, this is no longer your house. It's Daddy ass's house." And the mm-hmm. crowd goes nuts. He's the he's one of the most over guys in the company right now. Mm-hmm. Fucking Billy Gunn. What? They're totally totally winning the tag titles at Arthur Ashe. Oh yeah, guaranteed, and. Good, fine, good for you, man. You got over. Mm-hmm. Give him the belts. Yeah. Like that's the... that, that's what it's all about, man. Oh yeah. They got Give themselves the over with with the fucking the fingers, with the scissoring, scissoring which is amazing because they were originally told not to do it. I was just about to say they were told not to do it, and then now it's one of the most over things in the whole company. It's amazing. It's amazing. And also what was so genius about this is they could not talk about the incident, about the brawl mm-hmm. and the press conference at all. They weren't allowed to talk about it. So this hinted at it and then took it away in a way that preserved Max Caster. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he was, was going to say like... it and then he took a, took it away. And it's brilliant. It's like the it's the only way they could have done this. Yeah, because he was tweeting all day like gifts of people writing stuff down and laughing and like every building up anticipation it gave swerve nuclear heat Mm -hmm. like nuclear heat he got the asshole chant that's amazing yeah (laughs) he was a face two weeks ago all he did was not not let a guy rap that's it (laughs) he didn't even come into the last match as a heel they didn't turn no well they, they just beat these guys and then wouldn't let them rap and apparently that's a heel turn i love it yeah like organic as hell yeah but you 
Keith Lee's not going to be healed once this is all said and done. I mean, maybe. I guess in the uh, in the press conference, he was healing it up a little bit. Yeah, he. Somebody asked him like, "Why didn't you guys call an audible or something?" And everyone online said you should call an audible, and he's like, "Listen, I don't give a damn what people say on Twitter," which I truly believe that he doesn't really care. And then Swerve's like, "No, this is this is a shoot. He he really hardly ever gets online. I have to show him everything." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I saw this thing on Reddit too, speaking of Keith Lee, where they gave Keith Lee's account of the backstage brawl. I wish I could remember it. It was so funny. I just remember him saying some. Frankly, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> That's really good. Someone was making it up, like saying yeah, yeah, like, like just this is probably what Keith Lee has to say about it. And they said all like all these huge words and stuff. That's very funny. I like that. He he's a, he's a wonderful character, he and is. that character will work as a heel too. So it could, yeah, that's great. That's great. And we know Swerve can play heel. He's done that before. Oh, um, so next we got Wardlow. And the beginning of this is funny. He he. They show him in the back doing his fucking Goldberg entrance, walking through the the back through Gorilla towards the uh, towards the curtain, and it's still the AEW music is going. And he's walking through and he goes, where's my music? But yeah. like sounding angry, which mm-hmm. is probably just him in character, but being like, guys, guys, my music, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. tugging at his shirt. You're like, guys, uh, my music. And then his old music hits. Yeah. Which I love his old music. So that's cool. I wonder if uh, that was his new music wasn't working. So they hit the old one or they couldn't find it. Yeah, maybe or... they could like the, the press play. It's not working. And then they have, probably have a file Wardlow, and they just clicked on the other one. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. He goes out there. Um, he's facing Tony Nice. Tony Nice tweaks his titties, and then Wardlow uh, fucking headbutts him in the face. I th- probably hits him with a lariat. I don't know, but he, yeah, went, he did his like uh, charge up lariat thing that he does, which I love. It looks cool mm-hmm. as hell. And then took him to the uh, took him to the symphony. Hit him with a few power bombs, and then he starts cutting a promo saying, "Like, yo, Twitter, I heard you're talking shit." Yeah, he pretty much just said, "Fuck Twitter," <laughs> like saying that I fell off. I have not. This is Wardlow's house. Wardlow's house. Wardlow's world. Um, Wardlow's house is probably better because this just sounds like Bobby's world. It's weird. Wardlow's yeah. or Wario world. It's, it sounds uh, weird. World. Yeah, it sounds like a cartoon. To, they need to do like a knock off Wade's world Wardlow's world shirt but yeah they gotta get him a feud is what they gotta do they gotta get him a yeah. big time feud I don't know who that is um, maybe Hangman would be cool and have him beat Hangman maybe. have him uh shoot I don't know cause uh w we'll get Morgan. to it in a bit but Hangman's free now <laughs> yeah I think they might be doing something with the Dark Order with him Hangman. Well, I know they're doing something with the Dark Order and uh, Roosh and Andrade. Andrade. Yeah, we saw Which some Pin, of that. I'll just talk Pin about had a that. new mask and it was sweet. I'll just talk about that briefly now because I don't have it in my notes. Um, Andrade sends uh, Jose the assistant to go purchase ten again, and once again, Evil Uno grabs it, also in a new mask. Also mm-hmm. very sweet. And he says, I don't know if you heard me last week, but uh, the Dark Order is not for sale. 
and he throws the money back at him and he says so it's like or Jose the assistant tells him to shut up and then Silver says no man get out of here you nerd your last name is the assistant <laughs> shoves him out of frame which is funny and, but then uh, immediately which is because clearly just out of frame was Andrade and Roosh yeah. as soon as he left they step in frame so they were in the room too which was funny yeah. um, and they say like boys tranquilo tranquilo and then somebody somebody challenges somebody to a fight I think it's Sil- Silver challenges Roosh to no Roosh walks in he's like do you want to fight and yeah like, okay is this like fucking recess grade three Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to fight and uh silver says hey you know what sure they're like well that match is gonna be great this setup is weird but cool mm-hmm. but funny once uh once andrade and roosh left uh evil uno said what's going on yeah. <laughs> which was funny he's like what the fuck yeah <laughs> it's like it's like scooby-doo back there and i love it yeah it's a lot of fun do you think tin joins I think, well, maybe, I don't know. They don't like masks. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. That's not going to be joining. He took his mask off with the cool new mask. So, I mean, he looks good without the mask. So at some point mm-hmm. he's going to have to. Yeah. Like he'll get over without the mask with the ladies. The ladies love 10. Yeah. Ladies love 10. Okay, and eventually they're all going to have to drop the mask, minus Evil Uno, because that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Leave, leave the one guy with the mask. Okay, yeah. so next, I don't know if the, next was Danielson Hangman or or the Jungle Boy thing. It was let's, Danielson Hangman. Okay, let's do Danielson Hangman. Um, I don't have any notes for this, but this match was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was. This was awesome. I don't think these two could have a bad match with each other. No, they can't. No, they can't. No, they can't. I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, Punk, this is the guy that you said can't do anything? Mm -hmm. This one? This fucking guy who's like, you can argue, make an argument that he's the best wrestler on AEW? I don't think he is, but you can make an argument. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at you if you thought that. Uh, But, yeah. Makes no sense. No, this match is great. This match is fucking phenomenal. This is five five star caliber match, oh, um, yeah. pay per view caliber match. They were fucking banging each other on this one. Um, counters galore. Nobody really had the upper hand. Um, yeah, just just phenomenal stuff. Really, really phenomenal stuff. Um, what what do you think of it? I love this match. I want Danielson and Hangman to wrestle every week. Because their matches are really good, but uh, no, not really. They'd get boring. But um, yeah, this was good. I'm happy Danielson won. I think with the turn way the tournament set up, it's going to be a BCC final, probably. Yes. Danielson and Mox, because I know Chris Jericho he faces Danielson next week, but he's supposed to go on tour sometime soon. That's why he was supposed to be off for the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't see him winning the tournament, no. or they could because. They could have him be the one that MJF cashes in on because they kind of have history too. Yeah, I just I sort of see them doing the match they wanted to have in the previous tournament, which was going to be Mox versus Danielson. Yeah. In the finals he, of that tournament. Before and even Mox though they're in the same rehab. 
Yeah, even though they're the same group, they'll still beat the hell out of each other because that's what the BCC does. Yeah, it'll be good. And they haven't had a match together since they hated each other. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be great. And no matter who wins, the crowds will be popping. And then MJF comes out, domes them. Yeah. Please. I, I Nuclear right. heat. Nuclear yeah, I don't, heat. I don't know what they're going to do with Hangman now. I know we talked about the um, Dark Order segment. I know Silver was kind of selling the effects of the buckshot lariat that he took during the match on accident. But now he has a match on Friday, so. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess he's fine. May, But they said that Reynolds is hurt right now. So maybe it was, was it Reynolds that got hurt? Or that uh, that was saying that? Or was it Silver? I think Reynolds is the hurt one, but. Uh, si- Silver was Sil- the one who tweeted, right? Yeah, that he, he can't feel anything because of the lariat. He might, have just, Re- he might have just been selling it. Yeah, that's what I think. But I think Reynolds might actually be hurt. But, yes, um, they, they say Reynolds is hurt. But mm-hmm. it could just be storyline. Who knows? It could be. It's probably just the reason why they didn't have him go for the trios titles again. Well, exactly. Because apparently they already had this match lined up prior mm-hmm. to the end of the pay-per-view. And yeah. they just stuck the the belt stipulation on it. So I think they just, they could have been just been that they just stuck with the card they had. Yeah, I think so. And they're just like, well, we got a trios. Whoever wins this, you get the trios title. Yes, yes. But yeah, oh. This match was killer. I love watching these two guys wrestle. It's phenomenal. They can't have a bad match. It's amazing. No. Think how different things would have been if Danielson had beat Hangman. For the mean? title. Back oh, in the yeah. Day. Yeah, we would still have punk. We would still have. I mean, shit would have still hit the fan because apparently apparently punk has been rubbing people the wrong way for a while. That's what I heard. Like, like trying to uh, assert his leadership over a roster that's already been there for three years. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. Like, I've heard he's been telling people to, like, change up some of their gimmick stuff. And he tried to give advice to hangman. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Hangman, from what I could tell, or at least in a, this one interview clip that they posted, was pretty polite about it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, thank you for the advice, but uh, but I like to learn by example. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out in the ring, and I've been, I've been, I've been doing okay, but like, thank you. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's like you learn when you're at school, especially like an art school or whatever, like, you learn to take all advice, but you don't have to act on all advice. Yeah. And when somebody doesn't act on your advice, you don't fucking lash out at them. It's weird. Yeah. Like well, you, can't, saying, you can't act crying. on all the advice you get. Otherwise you're just going to be a fucking Frankenstein monster. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like just using everybody's advice and none of it's cohesive. Yeah. Like, Trust me, Hangman was the most over babyface in the company for a long time. He knows what the fuck he's doing. The first, like, two or three years of AEW's existence was the Hangman story. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the The Elite and Hangman don't need help. Chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're talking to, like, Dante, sure. Give Dante advice, but, like, Hangman doesn't need it, man. Sorry. Sure. Anywho, uh, next we have Jungle Boy, and he basically uh, he he kind of breaks the news. This is a way of sort of breaking the news that Christian is going for surgery. He says, you're going for surgery, 
that's great. I'll be here when you get back and I'll kick your ass then. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, uh, Luchasaurus, it's kind of ironic that uh, I rode on your back the whole time because I, I carried you through the first three years of this company. I was like, yeah, he was he was cooking the promo, man. This is a good promo. Here we go. He was cooking, man. And mm-hmm. then he he's a man, so he crunches up his water bottle and he throws it down. But he's uh he's he's talking now. He's mm-hmm. uh he's sounding better. Um and I'm really excited so for this feud. Yeah. This feud's gonna be a banger. I wonder how bad his back looks now, because he was looking like a panini press on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, he drew he drew blood off that thing. That mm-hmm. was brutal. He had a blood bl- he had like a burn blister there. Yeah. That's yeah, he did he, he did look like a pressed. That's probably why he wasn't on the show though. <laughs> he needs a his back heel. Yeah, he needs a he needs a minute. He needs mm-hmm. a minute. Then we move on to Stokely and his crew coming out. And they're walking out and they look really fucking good. They all have individual character elements to them. Um Yeah. Lee already has green hair now. Um W. Morrissey looks like the giant silent goon looking like mm-hmm. big fucking John Studd in the back, which I love. His hair is all super luxurious looking. Yeah, he used he used Jericho's conditioner or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you said, you have more. You had, uh, you had Lee Moriarty with the green hair, kind of like the hype man, like mm-hmm. high-stepping it across the stage, um, which I really liked. You had, you had Ethan Page kind of just being Ethan Page. But whatever. Yeah, he's he's still wearing the same shirt that he yeah. always wore. <laughs> um, you had uh, you had the you had the ass boys just looking like straight ninja turtle goons, mm-hmm. like just just the wild men that you sick on people. Yeah, I think one of them had a new tattoo. It looked like it was on their armpit, which is nuts. Yeah, I I liked that. Um, Stokely says people want to know why I went out there and I. And I took the chip. Why I am the the ladder match bandit or whatever the fuck he called himself. King of the ladder match. King of the ladder match. <laughs> and then this, uh, and then a stagehand comes up, and apparently is a. Well, I mean, of course he's an indie wrestler, but is an yeah. indie wrestler that I guess trains with uh, Kevin Blackwood. Nice. Which is like one one of the another one of the Buffalo boys. Yeah. The Buffalo kids. Um, he comes out there and tells him, "Hey, we're running out of time. We got to cut the segment." And Stokely says, "Oh, we're we're cutting this segment. Oh, okay." And he just uh, full on cracks him in the head with the with the microphone. I love that because he is a trained wrestler, so he he can do these spots and it looks good. Um, and then they just beat the shit out of him. I love Stokely like, bringing the smoke. The ass boys just swarm him like fucking like high school bully goons. With, mm-hmm. Then this is what I like about it. They're like high school goons. Like they yeah. just run in. They're just stomping on him. Morrissey gives him the biggest boot I've ever seen. And then Lee Moriarty channels fucking uh, smoke. Uh, D'Lo Brown slash Friday. What's the guy? Goes, what you got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> He says hell out, but yeah, but it's, the, that's the that's the yeah, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was his name and, Smokey on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what D'Lo was doing. That's how that mm-hmm. happened. He said, "You got knocked the hell out." Yeah, and then uh, Vince said, "That's funny. Do that more. Do mm-hmm. the head thing." And then that's how the head thing started with D'Lo Brown. Yeah. So he's channeling D'Lo. So that's cool. Yeah, I like that. It's good. And I, it's I a, liked it. 
it's a fun character for Moriarty because it really takes him out of his shell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all the way down for this group. I don't know who they are because clearly MJF hired them. Are they mm-hmm. aligned with MJF? Um, who who knows? Uh, it's intriguing. I can't wait to see. It's kind of like a weird nexus kind of thing. Um, I like it though. I, I am intrigued, and I like. I wonder if they'll get a name. Oh, they they'll get a name. They'll get a name. Um, but we won't know yet. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait for next week. Yeah. It's Don't know be, who they're gonna they're face. Gonna be funny. I, I oh. hope they're like, like like you said, high school bully villains in the just in the locker room. They just go backstage and beat people up and stuff. And someone suggested they could be like the new APA. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Especially the Morrissey. Morrissey looks so good. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited for him. Like he's everything that I want Hager to be. Kind of, yeah. you know, like when Hager's good. When he's yeah. just that goon. He doesn't have to talk. I don't wanna I don't wanna hear him talk. Um Yeah. I like it. Okay. Once again, speaking of rappers, we have they say the we're at the main event, which I didn't realize was the main event. I love that Garcia and Wheeler Yuta main evented this. Yeah, that's so fucking cool to think about. Once I figured out that was the main event, I was like, "Oh, Garcia's totally winning in front of his hometown." <laughs> of course, and then and I had been hearing because I follow Righteous Reg and uh, Philip Lindsay, and they're they're big hip hop guys, and they were saying there was a bunch of people all in red hoodies, yeah, along the hard cam. And they had said that West Side Gun bought out that whole section for mm-hmm. his people. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. West Side Gun's in the crowd. That's awesome. He bought because he loves wrestling. And then they say uh, West, West Side Gun is here to, to, to do the walkout for Garcia. And West Side Gun just does his own songs. <laughs> he doesn't even do Garcia's song. Yeah, he, he just raps his own fucking song, which they come out to, and is fucking awesome. Is so cool. Westside Gun is a huge wrestling guy. On his albums, he's got like three or four songs per album that are just wrestler names. Yeah, he's one just, of his latest ones, like it has Danhausen on it, right? Yeah, one or I haven't heard the latest one, but the previous one had Brody Lee on it. Before that was Ric Flair or no, like nature boy, I guess like he has all kinds of wrestling stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's great. And he's running his own promotion, um, like his own indie, indie fed and stuff. Um, it's cool. He's just a huge fan and this is big for him. And afterwards he said, this is a dream come true, mm-hmm. which is cool. Cause he's far more famous. He's, pretty much far more famous than anyone in AEW, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's the good kind of crossover stuff you want. Oh, it's great, because this is going to bring... Fans to watch. Yeah. This is going to bring people in. And mm-hmm. Garcia comes out there, there's hard as hell, huge babyface favorite, which is funny, because, again, he's a heel. So, in this situation, Yuta plays heel. And Yuta mm-hmm. comes out still with, I think, my favorite uh, music in AEW, the shing, like it's fucking Street Fighter. I love it. Mm-hmm. He's out there like Guile's music. Um, and they just put on a classic. 
just with pure rules, which was the the rope breaks, which was no closed fist, which you'd no used, which they <laughs> used. Yep, you'd have did the heel move. He hit him with the closed fist, got the one strike against him, which was awesome. They had the the refs at ringside. I saw someone joke that uh, Seidel had to be a ref because yeah. half the uh, half the coaches were suspended. Yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> that makes total sense because it probably would have been like. Christopher Daniels or something out there. <laughs> well, yeah, because they had said that, uh, and it did make sense. They made it make sense because they said all the coaches are former Ring of Honor champions. Yeah, so yeah, that was BJ ma- Whitmore, wasn't it? In the middle, it was. Oh yeah, they shit, said BJ Whitmore was awesome. <laughs> yeah, they said BJ Whitmore was uh, was there. Um, uh, William Regal was on commentary again, again, just being a horny, horny bastard. I know. For, uh, on, Excalibur. Uh, on Excalibur. Um, They're going to have to do like a wedding ceremony. Saying that he wanted to take all of Excalibur's petals and pour them down his throat or something like that. And then uh, Taz is like, oh, hold on. What are, what are we what are we doing here? Hold on. Yeah. And he says, uh, and he says, uh, Mr. Maniac, I can say whatever I want. I'm just an English weirdo. <laughs> He's like, I'm just an eccentric, I'm just an eccentric Englishman. I can say whatever I want. It's the funniest thing. So um, good. I uh, no JR on the show, which is no, crazy. No, Capri, we got Caprice Coleman. Yeah, I um, love. I think Caprice Coleman's like seriously one of the under most underrated commentators, like out there. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I mean, Jr. was liable to talk about punk or something. Oh, he would have one thousand percent. Even if he didn't mean to, he would have started talking about it. Yeah. So, so where's Punk? <laughs> now he'd have just been like, "Yeah, we gotta get the new champion because uh, Punk got suspended or something." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is this match was amazing. Um, Garcia w- won with the. With the Dragon Tamer. Um, I love that he went for the Dragon Tamer multiple times. The first time um, Yuta got to the ropes, he got the rope. The The second time Yuta was able to sort of reach back and reverse it mm-hmm. into his own submission. And then the third time, it was in so much that Yuta did go back and reversed it. He got his head, but there was so much leverage that he couldn't do anything about it. And he had to tap. It was just... Yeah. Is brilliant. Is so br- these are two of the best technical wrestlers in the world. I still don't know why they don't why Yuta's not doing the Yuta lock. It's I've never seen anyone do it. It's his move. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get it, but whatever, it's fine. Um, this has one know. of the craziest. Uh, excuse me, one of the craziest uh, top rope German suplexes I've seen. Oh my god, on, on the head! <laughs> top rope German suplex landed on top of his head. Mm-hmm. Brutal. And then they come back from fucking commercial and he's doing another German suplex off the top rope. Yeah. Got chill. (laughs) Like, guys, you're killing each other. And they did. And it was great. And I loved it. Um, And afterwards, Danielson comes out. uh, He says, tells you, no, back off, back off. Shakes, uh, shakes Garcia's hands, takes the pure championship and puts it around Garcia's waist. And then Jericho came out, but 
at that time the my broadcast was done and it was giving me like a bar on the screen or whatever saying that it was it was ending so what exactly happened with jericho there uh he came out and was just like what are you doing that's you're not supposed to do that he just got mad at him for having danielson yeah i heard uh danielson was just cracking up (laughs) i saw some people say that we might get a double switch here like yuda to uh Jericho and Garcia to BCC. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know about it. I, Keep you in BCC. I I tend to th- I would just like Garcia to leave. Yeah, he should just be on his own. Yeah, just leave. Or I or, do uh, want you and Garcia to be a tag team. I think they'd be a or, tag team. Or Danielson leaves BCC and just goes with uh, with Garcia. Yeah, and then they could, could be, be Daniel cool. Bryan, their tag team name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like Danielson putting the belt on him because when Danielson had the pure title and when the pure title was made, it was basically the Brian Danielson title in the early days of Ring of Honor. Like, no one could beat him for that title for the longest time. Yeah. It's in great. fact, he was the last champ because he unified it with the ROH title. Sure did. Did they show the matches for this Friday? They probably it did. Is... I don't uh, know what yeah, they are. Just... I know we've got Sammy and Darby. Yeah, that, and then, um, uh, what's her name? They, they just brought in from TNA. It's like the women's coach now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, She's facing Serena Deeb. Yeah, okay, yes. And then Madison the Ray. banger of banger matches. This match is going to fuck. Oh, yeah, Claudio. Claudio versus Dax. I cannot Claudio versus Dax is going to fuck. Yeah, so right there already, Tony has done what he said he was going to do in, in the... Uh, in the media call, which was, um, he, we're going to start getting banger rampages again. He said we could, he couldn't do it for a while while everybody was hurt because he had to put his best acts on dynamite, and there just wasn't as many at the time because of the, the all the injuries. Mm-hmm. But now, it's it's it sucks so much. It, it's it's honestly a curse. In that media call, he said, "I'm so excited for Sunday because we're gonna have." We're going to have everyone back. It's going to be the best our full roster's been in a long, long time. And then he lost Kenny, the Bucks, and Punk. Mm-hmm. God fucking And I wonder if that's going to delay Adam Cole coming back, because uh, you know they're setting up something between him and Kenny. You would think, but I think everything's just blown up at this that's point. True. Yeah, he. I'm sure Adam Cole's still hurt, so he's probably... Whenever Adam like, Cole comes back. When Kenny and the Bucks come back, are they just going to challenge... The person they, they, they should with the trios. If it turns out that they didn't do anything wrong, um, here's one thing that I do want them to change, and I don't know if they will, because it'll come off as a slight, but uh, it might be something he can talk them into. I really think he's got to ditch the EVP stuff, like can the he? EVP stuff on the on the wrestlers. I just think it adds too much. It can add too much resentment, I think. Mm -hmm. And maybe that there's possibly like, if somebody's pessimistic, it can add like, Oh, there's favoritism here. Or like, let's say they do have to go talk to somebody like punk in this scenario. People are like, well, it'd be one thing if it was like 
I don't know, Miro going to talk to him because they're on the same footing. But these are three EVPs going into somebody's locker room, knowing that it doesn't matter what they say. They're EVPs. Like they have there's a power dynamic there, which is fair. There Mm -hmm. is a power dynamic there. And I think it's probably easiest just to not have them as EVPs. I think I think it should be people who aren't in the ring. Like let's say if Arn Anderson or some somebody or like uh like some of the coaches were EVPs or took mm-hmm. those roles. I think that would be better. <laughs> yeah, like, I think the Bucks and Kitty they probably look at it as like an extra exit strategy type job. Like they know they can't wrestle forever. So Yeah. I mean after the fact they absolutely should be uh run the company as EVPs, but right now it just I think I feel like it leads to some conflict of interest or like not conflict of interest, but like, uh, I don't know. It can lead to some perception stuff, even if it's not true, because like we we know that the EVPs have nothing to do with booking. (laughs) And yet you hear some people be like, oh, they've booked themselves into, of course, the EVPs win the trios titles like no, whatever you you. People saying that would never have survived early TNA when Jeff Jarrett was winning the title every other month. <laughs> but they're literally <laughs> the the top tag team and the top wrestler in the company. Mm-hmm. Like that, you put your top guys in those positions. So the well, you remember at the beginning of the company, they remember yeah. how much the elite lost all the time, and then everyone got mad that they were losing all the time. Exactly. You, like they went a year without belts, and people were complaining. And then they yeah. put belts on them, and then all of a sudden they were complaining, but the opposite way. It's just, mm-hmm. you, you can't win. And the, this is what I mean. You can't win with wrestlers as EVPs. Because mm-hmm. people are always going to be complaining. Yeah. Because they're EVPs. That That's but, what I mean. Like, there's yeah. always going to be people who uh, have it a- against them because of that. Mm-hmm. So, and I think part of Punk's issue could be because of the, like, could be because they're EVPs. Be he wanted to be EVP. He did. Like, if anybody should be, it's Jericho, to be honest. And I've talked a lot of shit about Jericho, but he has been easily the most professional person in that company. EVP mm-hmm. should be Chris. Should be Christopher Daniels. Like, mm-hmm. retire, become EVP. That's that's the type of guy you need there. Yeah. Um, speaking of Miro, this is. Did you see his <laughs> tweet about Punk? He just tweeted no. some old Punk tweet talking about like. No matter what, you always got to back people up in the locker room. He just tweeted out like laughing emojis. Well, <laughs> like he replied he, to it. <laughs> I guess he's against punk. Yeah. Oh, um, you know Miro is. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Miro seems like he wouldn't get along with punk in my head. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that was really funny, a clip from uh, Talk of Jericho showed up or pot of whatever the fucking Jericho podcast is. I can't remember. Talk is Jericho. Came mm-hmm. out, it was one of the live ones from one of his cruises. Um, and Cody Rhodes is there and they're talking about locker room leaders. And Jericho says like, he's like, you know, when someone is a locker room, when someone has to say they're a locker room leader, they're not that guy. They're mm-hmm. not a locker room leader. He's like, what was that story about CM Punk? He's like, oh, yeah, when we were in WWE. He's like, I've told this story before, but I haven't used his name. He's just like, yeah, well, it's my podcast. Use his name. He's like, okay, fine. 
So we're in WWE and CM Punk says, uh, he's like, he kept saying we were having these, uh, like locker room meetings. And he, he kept saying like, as the locker room leader, as the locker room leader. And, and Cody was like, fuck you're my, you're not my leader, buddy. <laughs> Jerry's like leader of who? Mm-hmm. And he said it worked on some people, like maybe some younger guys. But he's like, he said it in front of, uh, in front of Booker T and, and said, as the locker room leader, I have to say, you guys need to pick up your trash. And Booker T Heard that and threw his trash right on the floor. <laughs> so like, you pick it up, sucker. <laughs> and then, I wonder if, because uh, Brandy treated out like I've got some stuff to say. I wonder if Punk had anything to do with him leaving too. <laughs> he fucking he talked about him in his last promo. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, and in retrospect, like if he's I, not building to a feud, he's just talking shit. Yeah, because that's whenever he said that, I was like, oh. Uh, a punk Cody feuds coming for sure, and then Cody left the company. Well, yeah, because he was saying like, <laughs> like you must be mad that I did everything that you couldn't do, and now you're mm-hmm. here because of the because of the revolution that I started that you never did because you were sitting on your couch. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck me, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then he left. He fucking. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, Brandy. Brandy seems to be. I don't know. Maybe hinting at something. Who knows? Or maybe mm-hmm. hinting at something with the elite. I don't know. Yeah, because she said I've been uh, I've been nice for far too long. It's like, mm-hmm. Ooh. have you though? No, I'm joking. She seems nice. <laughs> Unless you're Jay Cargill, and she's like, "This ain't open mic night, bitch," or whatever she said that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the funny thing was, uh, I think, and then they said, "Like, yeah, man, the the only locker room leader was fucking." was Glenn, and they said, yeah, man, Kane, 350 pounds, jacked his mu- jacked muscle. If he tells me to pick up the trash, I'm picking up the trash. And Jerry was <laughs> like, yeah, if Punk tells me to pick up the trash, he's like, go fuck your ass. <laughs> and that's what the clip is. It's like, God damn. <laughs> this is before he joined the company. So <laughs> yeah, Jericho does not like I know Jericho and Punk don't get along. And he, so he, it sounds like Cody didn't like him either. And you could tell when they had matches in 2012, they just had no chemistry. And, uh, their, their matches so, weren't that good. And other people have uh, pointed out in the clip, the old BTE clip, and we're obviously speculating here, but it's fun. Um, like there's the clip where it's the they're doing their uh, AMA, like mm-hmm. question and answer stuff in the in the hotel rooms in Japan, and it's uh, it's BTE. So we got I think Hangman's there, Cody's there, the Bucks are there, and Kenny. And Kenny. And they ask about CM Punk. And the Bucks are like, oh, man, we would love CM Punk to join the Elite. We'd love to just do any match with him, any any work. He's like the last big big draw that's Mm -hmm. not doing anything right now. And the whole time, Cody's just like looking down, just like Mm -hmm. trying not to engage. Mm-hmm. He probably being like, I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. He just sort of like he just sort of disassociates, like he's Chris Pine at the at the <laughs> at the movie. Like some more drama on in another fandom movie drama. Fucking Lawrence Pugh got hit with a chair and bit by fucking Shia LaBeouf or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that's the that's the episode. Yeah. See you. on that note. <laughs>